This is Baseball Tonight, the podcast. This is the Baseball Tonight podcast for Monday, March 14th, 2022, and today will be better than yesterday. I'm Buster Olney at the Braves Spring Training Complex in Northport, Florida, and I would say that would normally be the sign that all uh, is well in the world, that I could get to be in spring training in March, but Sarah Abbott her home in Nebraska, I I must say you have other reasons to believe that all is well in the world. Nature is healing. Tom Brady is back. And I am no longer Bitter Boulevard. I am like elated Avenue. I don't know what else to say. This is, this is the best day ever. Well, I was going to say, on my drive down here from Tampa this morning, down to the Braves uh, complex, which is in Northport, Florida, uh, all of the radios were just filled with Tom Brady. It was Tom Brady's back. Uh, Tom Brady's, uh, the, the, the magic continues, year 23. Uh, all these Buck players, uh, you know, the perception is they'll wind up coming back. And so all of the baseball news was wiped out. I don't think that's right. What's up with Tom Brady on Selection Sunday dropping that bomb? What a guy. You know, he was just in like just a silly, goofy mood. But then after he announced it, there were so many other things that happened in the world of sports within like 15, 20 minutes, I feel like. So it's the Tom Brady effect. One of those, the Yankees making a huge trade with the Minnesota Twins. The Yankees get uh, Josh Donaldson, shortstop Isaiah uh, Kiner-Falefa, a catcher in return for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Uh, It's a fascinating deal. I'm going to be talking about all that with Sarah Langs coming up. Uh, This wasn't the Twins' first trade. Earlier in the day, they swapped with the Cincinnati Reds, getting Sonny Gray, uh, giving up prospects including Chase Petty, who was Minnesota's first-round pick in 2021. Nelson Cruz, who was thought to be a target of both the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres, agreed to terms with the Washington Nationals. There's one player I'm sure who's very happy about that. That deal was for one year and for $15 million. Uh, A couple days ago, the Dodgers re-signed Clayton Kershaw to a one-year $17 million deal. There's some incentives built into the deal. Here's Kershaw explaining his decision. We didn't want to make any decisions without knowing that I was going to be 100%. And um, so without the distraction of trying to figure out where to play. And, you know, honestly, that's a credit to Andrew as well for not having to do the qualifying offer. That was really nice. Um, Didn't have to make that decision right away, which is huge for me. Um, Just gave me time to figure it out. And once I got healthy, you know, it wasn't it was no secret. You know, we were going to go play in Texas or stay here. And um that was a hard phone call to tell CY I'm a good friend of CY and you know I think the world of him and I think he's going to do great things with Texas but at the end of the day um I wanted to be here and win a World Series and this I think the Dodgers gave me the best chance to do that and I'm excited to be back Brad Boxberger will be back in the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen this season uh he signed a one-year deal for 2.5 million dollars and there's also some performance bonuses involved as well a couple of days ago, the Mets traded for Oakland pitcher Chris Bassett. It was really the first big deal since we got restarted. He's going to help round out a great rotation. The Mets also signed Adam Adovino. There's so many smaller deals, but uh, when I talk with Sarah today, we're going to focus uh, on some of those big deals. Sarah Abbott, what you got? Thanks, Buster. So season seven of Laughter Permitted with Julie Foudy has begun. 
join Julie and her guests, including three-time Olympic medalist in snowboarding, Lindsay Jacob Ellis. Expect a fun, thoughtful, candid conversation with trailblazers about joy and chaos of life and sports. That's laughter permitted wherever you get your podcasts. Also, NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, offers exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get cut up with the latest of NBA on NBA Today on the ESPN and ESPN app. One app, one tap. Also available as a podcast, listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcasts. Also, quick shout out to Taylor and the Baldman on campus. They've been doing a whole bunch of stuff for March Madness, and he actually put together an amazing selection Sunday show. So be sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Buster. Just go to Indeed.com slash Buster right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Buster. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11 ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code baseball. That's code baseball. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. This is the Numbers Game with Sarah Langs. Sarah Langs is a reporter and a producer for MLB.com. And Sarah, you were the first person I thought of. I think you and Tim Kirkton, first two people I thought of after the uh, resolution happened last week, because I don't think anybody loves baseball more than you two guys. Tell me, uh, what would you have done without baseball? Oh, my gosh. I have absolutely no idea, but I'm honored you thought of me. I was like practically crying. I was so excited. And, you know, it's just wonderful to have it back. All of the pictures on my Twitter timeline yesterday, just out of camp, seeing everything. It's like this is baseball. We were waiting for this. That's awesome. Uh, all right. We have a ton to get to. Uh, because there have been a ton of moves already, and there's an—I mean, it's only the tip of the iceberg. We're going to have so many more to go. 
Uh, but I want to make sure I hit on this because you and I were texting back and forth about this. Uh, the vaccine situation, in the American League East, uh, you know, we got word last week that any player who is unvaccinated cannot travel into Toronto to play against the Blue Jays. Uh, and and you know, that that player, they won't get paid for those days. It's a similar situation to what we have with Kyrie Irving uh, of the Brooklyn Nets. And, and Sarah, the more that I thought about it, this is a huge deal because like the Blue Jays, however they did it, they got all their players basically are vaccinated from what I understand. And on the other hand, we know from last year, Aaron Judge was not vaccinated, uh, you know, with the Red Sox, uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, Chris Sale, uh, you know, those guys weren't vaccinated. There are other players, from what I understand, there's a core of players with the Yankees, there's a core player with the Red Sox who are not vaccinated. Is this absolutely a competitive advantage? Because I think it's got to be. It seems like it's going to be. And I mean, you know, you mentioned Kyrie Irving. That has absolutely affected the Nets season. And we've seen how it could affect their postseason. I mean, with Toronto, the fact that the Nets could end up playing the Raptors in the playing tournament or end up playing them at some point in the postseason, they could be without Kyrie Irving in that way. Now, we're here to talk about baseball, but just to say that we've seen actual real world consequences here, I do think it's going to be really interesting to see. And I, I wonder how much it might be going into the thinking as we're in this, you know, newfound March hot stove, just with what's going on with players who are still out there, potential trade candidates. If you're in the A, East. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a question that can be asked in those situations, but I would hope that it is. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, and, and look, uh, these players are all making their own decisions and that's up to them. But as it stands right now, if Aaron Judge is not vaccinated, then that means, and I, I didn't go and check and see what the schedule is for this year and how many times, uh, you know, out of the split between the two teams, uh, how many times the Yankees are in Toronto versus Toronto being in New York. But you might not have Aaron Judge for nine or 10 games. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge deal. And again, I mean, I'm also thinking in the postseason, the Blue Jays are a team that I'm certainly expecting to be in the mix, especially with the expanded postseason. So you think about those hyper important games as well. I mean, when we get to October. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of the deals that have gone down last night. We got word that the Yankees made this blockbuster deal which had been in the works uh, for a few days. Clearly now, with the benefit of 2020 hindsight, uh, Kiner Falefa was acquired by the Twins from the Rangers in order to flip him to the Yankees as part of that package. Uh, the Twins trying to get out from underneath the, the money owed to Josh Donaldson, which is about $50 million. And from the Yankees' perspective, Sarah, uh, there's no doubt what this does is, in, as one person in the organization said to me, it's like all family business was done in the in the course of a you know a couple days where they are clearly trying to upgrade their defense and with this deal they answer questions at shortstop kind of falefa one of the best shortstops in the game and with the move of gary sanchez going to minnesota you're going to upgrade your catching Absolutely. I mean, defense was the takeaway here for sure. And of course, Donaldson is still a pretty good defensive third baseman as well, you know, aging. So we never know exactly how that curve is going to go. 
But that's certainly something that you see with the entire trade. And the first thing I thought of with Kiner Falafa was that also versatility. I mean, he's going to play shortstop, it appears, but this is a guy who has played all over in his career. He even caught some games. I mean, who knows where he could end up at some point in a pinch somewhere throughout 162. So I really like that. Also, I think Yankees fans are going to enjoy watching him because, you know, he's not necessarily an offensive powerhouse, but one thing he does not do is strike out. And one thing that I see Yankees Yankees fans seething about on Twitter is when guys like Joey Gallo or Gary Sanchez were striking out a lot last season. So you're going to like Isaiah kiner Falefa. He was 95th percentile in strikeout rate last year, 95th percentile in whiff rate. So he doesn't swing and miss a lot, which is a good thing to see in today's game. So Donaldson still hits for power, 26 yeah. home runs last year. In a bad year, he's going to have a 350 on base percentage because he has great command of the strike zone. Um, he is a an intense personality. And right away when I heard this, was uh, one of my first thoughts was, "Woo, Josh Donaldson in New York. <laughs> With all the reporters covering the team, I, I think there could be some great in that. Because, uh, I, you know, as intense as DJ LeMayu and Aaron Judge are, I, I think for lack of a better way to describe it, I think the Yankees could use some bastard in their personality. Uh, and Josh Donaldson absolutely is capable of that. Uh, he's demonstrated that with the Blue Jays, you know, went to the Braves last year, had the little blow ups with Garrett Cole and social media going at different players uh, about the sticky substance issue. And that can go either way, Sarah. Like, that could be a really positive thing, or if things aren't going well, maybe not. It can certainly go either way, but I love the idea of it. I mean, I certainly love the idea of energy. He brings a lot of that, as you're saying. And in New York, I mean, we haven't seen this on the Yankees sort of in the entire time Aaron Boone has been manager. I feel like this has been the type of team that we see is very level-headed, which is also great. There are a lot of benefits there, but, you know, I like the idea that there are probably going to be some pretty exciting quotes coming out of Yankees camp and, you know, the Yankees season. Yeah, Jorge Posada is the closest player I can think of that was personality-wise to, to Josh. You know, Jorge, every day, bringing intensity, <laughs> not suffering fools, always being truthful, maybe sometimes when teammates prefer he wasn't quite so truthful. All right, we got about six minutes left, so we're, we're going to zip through some of these. Uh, your Mets, they make a trade for Chris Bassett. They signed Adam Adovino. I think they're going to have more work to do, uh, especially adding left-handed relief. What do you think about Bassett in that rotation? I think he's a great number three for that team. I mean, you know, talk about personalities. I think his sort of bulldog mentality, along with Max Scherzer, is going to play really well in New York. You know, they now have two guys like that, in addition to Jacob deGrom, who is still the best pitcher on the planet until proven otherwise. And, you know, Bassett was a guy who went deep in games a lot last year, came back after that awful situation when he was hit in the head. And, you know, he just brings a lot to them. Really great four-seamer. He was top five in uh, batting average against four-seamers last season. So I think he is the type of pitcher they haven't had in a bit where they're really, you know, fluffing up that three and four sort of area in the rotation as well. But just to double back real quick on the Yankees, I forgot to ask you this. Do you agree with me? I think I, I can't imagine that before the start of the season, they don't add a left-handed hitting first baseman, whether that's Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman or Anthony Rizzo, because they're so right-handed. 
Absolutely. I saw you tweet that earlier and I was nodding along and I actually meant to bring that up and tell you I agreed with you there because definitely, I mean, it really seems like a hold that they need to address in that lineup now. And there are three great options on the market in different ways, as you mentioned. Nelson Cruz signs with the Washington Nationals. It's a bit of a surprise. People thought because of his connection with A.J. Preller, the general manager of the San Diego Padres, he'd go there. Uh, he might have made sense for the Dodgers, but he goes to the Nationals. And I got to believe the happiest person in the world, and you know where I'm going with this, got to be Juan Soto, right? Because Nelson yes. Cruz batting behind Juan Soto, and I assume that's what they're going to do. He'll at least make opposing pitchers think twice about pitching around Soto. What do you think? Absolutely. You know, I was actually sitting here last night. And I wondered if Soto had any sort of a recruiting effort there because I just love that pair in that lineup. And, you know, I think a lot of people see that. No one's really expecting the Nationals to compete. So the question is, why do that? But who doesn't want to see Nelson Cruz hit home runs? And I think even if your team is not necessarily expected to compete, that's the type of signing that people are going to come out and want to see him. I mean, they're coming to see Juan Soto, you know, don't get me wrong there, but when you get to see Nelson Cruz protect him in that lineup and Nelson Cruz, just an ageless wonder, so much fun to watch. He's going to be the second oldest player in franchise history to hit a home run the moment he does it. Uh, Greg Nettles hit one at 43 for the Expos way back in 1988. But after that, it'll be Nelly as soon as he homers. We'll go rapid fire for the rest of these. Carlos Correa uh, is out in the marketplace. We, of course, know that he turned down a deal from the Tigers that was uh, about $275 million. Sarah, I think there's a good chance he's going to go back to the Astros on a very short-term deal which will allow him to go back out into the market again next year, uh, in part because that previous deal was negotiated by agents that he has since fired. And if you're Scott Boris and you work out a $300 million deal this spring, and I don't necessarily think there's one out there for him, then the other agents would actually have a claim potentially to, for that money. If you're Boris, you can go to Correa and say, look, have a, have a, get a one-year contract, make a ton of money, go back out in the market next fall, and then Boris would be the guy who would benefit from that. What do you think? Definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we were talking early in this uh, free agency period before the lockout about how he was the youngest of these shortstops who were free agents. And I think that really plays to his advantage here. He can take a one-year deal. He's still going to be Carlos Correa in a year. Not that a guy like Corey Seager or anyone else was going to hit the aging curve and be awful in 2022. But Correa has so much of his prime left that I think he can do that and not worry that his production will go down. And it really feels like his market for that $300 million deal has sort of dried up. It looks like just over the course of what has happened so far in this hot stove season. So next year may make a lot more sense to sort of be searching. The theory of an executive I spoke with is that the twins are setting themselves up to try to win this year. But if it doesn't go well, midseason trade, Gary Sanchez, Sonny Gray, Gio Urshela, any movable parts as they go through this restructuring. What do you think? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was sort of surprised to see them making these moves when they first were because they were not great last year and I wasn't expecting them to be good this year. 
but it's exciting to see. I love the Sunny Gray ad and we'll see what they can do. I mean, with the expanded postseason, there are more spots. There's always a chance. And, you know, someone challenging the White Sox would be fun. I'm not sure they're anywhere near that level, but even just making those games competitive is a really fun thing to think about. 30 seconds. Joe Madden said yesterday that uh, he's thinking about moving Mike Trout to right field or a corner, corner spot in the outfield, uh, which to me means it's already a fait accompli. They've made that decision. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this felt like it was bound to happen at some point this year or next year. Mike Trout is still Mike Trout. Do not get me wrong, but anything that helps extend his career at the plate, I'm all in for. We need to see Mike Trout as the best player in baseball. If the defense is declining, which it is, move him over, let him focus on being at the plate, and I think it'll be great for everybody if he's all in on it. And he had a great model in how to handle a situation like this, of course, in Torrey Hunter, who was a center fielder, and then Trout came along, and Torrey Hunter was like, yeah, I'm going to move the corner because that guy's unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) And and from what I hear, uh, Marsh taking over in center field uh, is – outstanding as a defender. So Trout will believe in that. All right, Sarah, I got to (laughs) run. All right. Thank you, Buster. Thanks so much. You can now stream the most MLB games on direct TV without a satellite dish. Yes. The clutch hits, the strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you gotta check out NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NexGuard Plus Chews. They're the one and done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurological disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting preventive. Earlier today, Braves third baseman Austin Riley met with reporters in the Atlanta clubhouse and talked about the Braves championship, their chances for repeating, and about the absence of Freddie Freeman from camp. Austin, first of all, when you walk in here and you see all the signage, World Series champions, what's it like? It's nice. Uh, You know, last year was was unbelievable. You know, you play for... um, and you know, like I said, see those signs. It's you know, it kind of sets in again. You know that that we that we won. Um, you know, it's new spring. Um, you know, we got the same mindset that we did last year. You know, we're we're wanting to make another run at it. And uh, you know, like I said, excited excited to be here. How anxious were you to get going the last couple of months? Very. Um, 
just a little bit mile season you know as soon as baseball's over with hunting season starts and about the time hunting season ends i get rolling around for baseball so um you know i was i was a little bored there for a little bit you know just ready to ready to get going um but no, I'm glad glad things are back up running, and um, you know we're ready ready to get after it. What's it going to be like to celebrate the championship back in Atlanta? Oh, I can't wait. Um, you know that that parade last year, you know once we won was was unreal, and and you know to, to to celebrate again back in Atlanta, I know it's you know they're excited and we're excited. It's been more than two decades since anybody's won back to back champions uh, championships. What do you think? Hey, don't don't count us out yet. Uh, yeah. No, we're, we're excited. We got a good ball club, um, and, and you know, just you know, you got to take it day by day. I've always, you know, always thought that, and and, and just you know, come out, play our game, uh, and and see what happens. Was there a point during the off season where you were by yourself, quiet moment, and you said, "Man, I can't believe you're still in the championship." Oh, there's you know, a couple times uh, here and there. You know, you you see, you know. Whether it's on Instagram, TV, or anything, you see like a little highlight, and you, know, you kind of reminisce a little bit. And it is, like I said, get the get the chill bumps again. Um, you know what? A, what an incredible run we had, the group of guys that we had, um, and, and you know, like I said, hopefully, hopefully we're we're at chasing another one this year. You still look at how much how much Freddie means to you and yeah. his team. We're not seeing number five in this clubhouse. Definitely is. Um, you know, I, I I sure hope you know he's he's here at some point. Um, you know, like I said, what he's meant to, to my career and just, you know, the professional that he is, um, you know, I've learned so much. And, um, you know, if we could, you know, if I continue to learn from him, I'm, uh, I, I would be ecstatic. And like I said, every, you know, I think everybody wants him here and, and you know, and, and, and hopefully. Is there a certain level of anxiety when you guys kind of wait around for news about Freddie? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm swiping Twitter all the time. Like, hey, refresh, 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 waiting, waiting to see some news. Um, but, you know, you know, you just take it, take it day by day, and, and like I said, just just hope he, hope he, he, he comes back. And like I said, I know everyone else wants him to. Um, so we'll see. Bleacher tweets. Okay, Buster. Now let's get into some bleacher tweets. So the first one we have is from Andrew DeSalvo. The lockout has ended. Baseball is back, and not a lot has happened in terms of player movement. What do you think are the reasons that there haven't been a flurry of signings since free agency reopened? Yeah, Andrew, I'm guessing you might have written this like on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning because there was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a ton of signings. And I would say this, your, your question was fair because I think people were thinking that, you know, within an hour after the this whole situation was resolved, that we would get just this avalanche of stuff immediately. Here's the issue. Uh, one of the issues, I think, is that teams have not been in contact with players, and so they literally need to lay eyes on the players, right? So when we talk about, you know, uh, pending a, a physical exam, these teams are taking that very seriously because they don't know if somebody went on an eating binge over the, the lockout. They don't know if the guys have been working out. And so I've had teams tell me that the fact that they haven't been in contact with players has slowed down the process a little bit, but it's speeding up, Andrew. I think you'd agree with me. Next up, we have John Tollender. How is the roster impacted by VAC status to play in Canada? Are teams going to be down all those roster spots or will they do an active inactive roster where they can pull some players up? 
Yeah, and John, I didn't specifically ask the powers that be uh, your question. My guess is is that you'll be able to uh, place players on the inactive list. Um, they're not going to be paid according to the terms of the CBA. And as I was talking about with Sarah, this to me is one of the stories that's not getting enough attention right off the bat. If you are the Toronto Blue Jays, and as far as I know, basically all their players are vaccinated, maybe one or two holdouts, I don't know, but it's a tremendous competitive advantage. There are key guys on the Red Sox and Yankees who are not vaccinated, and if they don't change their mind, if they go down the same road as Kyrie Irving, (laughs) the Yankees and Red Sox are going to go into Toronto at a huge disadvantage. Uh, I wonder... Uh, how how much uh, this will be discussed within the clubhouses as we get closer with other players going, guys, come on, step up. Let's get vaccinated to help us out, help us win the American League East. Next up is Brendan Devine. Who are some of the potential trade partners with the athletics? They have a long trade history with Arizona. Could Arizona pull a trade and sign for someone like Chapman to be the veteran presence to lead the young wave of talent coming from the farm? Yeah, Brendan, I think there, my sense from talking with teams is that the focus at the moment seems to be Matt Olson. Uh, the Braves are, are are hanging in there in that conversation. The Yankees are hanging in there in that conversation. There have been reports that the Texas Rangers have been involved in that conversation. In terms of the Diamondbacks, I can't, uh, I'd have a hard time seeing the logic of them picking up Chapman because given the preeminence, the Giants and the Dodgers and the Padres, I think their focus needs to be on players who are going to be there in three or four years, and which happened. I don't think that would necessarily be the case. And lastly, we have Pat Johnson. I'm very excited to be able to watch baseball with my son again, but I have to wonder, how will the Phillies fill out the roster? Is Chris Bryant a real possibility? Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, just about anyone from the bullpen? Yeah, it's a real quandary, Pat, because here's the thing. They already have a ton of money committed to the players on their roster. They don't seemingly have a lot of payroll flexibility. And if you look at that roster and you look at the organization, you know, they've got, as you mentioned, real holes to fill. uh, And unless ownership just decides, look, we are going to step out, we're going to spend a whole bunch more money. It's hard to imagine them competing uh, toe to toe with teams like the Braves and the Mets. So I, I think, you know, Dave Dombrowski in the past has made some great trades. You remember when he was a, the general manager of the Tigers, he traded for Doug Fister, and that turned out to be a, a, a deal that was difference-making for that team. That's the sort of thing I think he needs to make. And the one thing that I do hear all the time from executives of other teams, they say Dombrowski's not afraid. So if there's a trade that they need to try to, to figure out, they'll do that, or ownership has to spend a lot of money. And that's it for Bleacher Tweets. Be sure to submit your questions using hashtag Bleacher Tweets. That's it for today. My thanks to Sarah, Sarah Taylor, and of course, all the Braves player I got a chance to speak with today. Man, it feels great to be out in the sun and to be talking baseball again. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, hate and inequality based on skin color is something we need to fight against every single day. Thanks for listening to the Baseball Tonight podcast. If you're playing fantasy baseball, check out the Fantasy Focus podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. The Baseball Tonight podcast. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply.